It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Check the guys out live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio. Today, this team didn't flinch. Nothing was able to deny us. Pocket collapsing. He's going to be dumped. No, he's still up. And now he throws it downfield. Duvernay makes a catch. The way I put it down, they never put him down. The Bills came from 17 points down to beat the Baltimore Ravens. We needed a spark. You know, thought he could provide a spark for us. The only thing I'm thinking about is winning out there, and, uh, you know, that didn't happen. The Jets have won it. Packers, 27-24 victory in overtime. And the Dallas Cowboys are 3-1. and one. Touchdown, Kansas City. Mahomes, magic. And the Chiefs with an outstanding, exhilarating victory here in Tampa, Florida. Keyshawn J. Willemax, ESPN Radio, Sirius XM Channel 80, ESPNU. You can download the podcast, you can listen on your smart speaker, or if you want to take us with you wherever you go, not be tied to the car, to the radio, whatever, check out the ESPN app. Click on the app, lower right-hand corner, click on more, scroll down, listen live, boom, you take us with you. Find us, we're there. And we're presented by Progressive Insurance. Good morning, Key, good morning, Jay. It is a good morning it's when way, the Giants win. Way better morning than when it was last weekend. Way better morning than it was this time last year for Giants fans. Yeah. You know, like, I, I was trying to think, and we've talked about this on the show, but it's something I contemplate from time to time. How much as a percentage of your entire life is better when your football team wins? But Just this, emotionally as a fan. Key, does that affect you at all? But you played in the league, so not so much. What about SC? When SC is good, how much better is your life? Is it the same? Uh, it's better. I feel good. Waking up Sunday morning, you feel, you know, you know that they, they won. But it also, they need to be winning, not just winning a game, right? Yeah, they right. Need to, you got to be relevant. You got to be relevant. Yeah, yeah. you got to be in the mix. Yeah, the, the, Giants, the Giants improved my life minimum. 5%. Overall life, everything, career, kids, relationships, everything is 5% better when the Giants are good. Because it's competitive, though, Max. But here's the one thing that you can't let yourself go to, a place you can't let yourself go to, irrational confidence. You have to see it for actually for what it is. And then day, it's a, it's a decent team. Yeah, but that's they it. They compete. They compete. I just want to see the team see. compete. Okay. You know why people knew good. Detroit would be better this year because they saw them competing last year. They go, okay, they're competing. You know why I I, lo- I love like Tomlin and 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 Harbaugh in the in the North in the AFC. They compete every year, every week. You see the team competing. I see my Giants competing for the first time in a long time. Well, they three and one, man. Yeah. They're not by they're not three and one by accident. And I think, you know, you people look at it and go, ah, well, you know, they don't have much. No, they don't have names and, and things. that they, They're three and one. Well, and when you're three and one, you got a chance to be four and one. Right? I mean, that's the reality of it. And so you just don't know in the end where this team can wind up. Oh, you look oh, up in a thumb here, a toe there for, you know, an elbow here, a knee there for some of these teams. And the Giants would be right in the mix because, if the, as they say, if the season ended today, where would they be in Look, the mix? Daniel Jones 
has looked good so far this year. I call it like I see it. Not much of an offensive line yet. No receivers. He, they, they got that uh, the bootleg. They got the play action. I really love the way he and Saquon sell it. To me, they sell it, which is a big reason. Like the details, the key you talk about, like the details, the details, they sell that, that, that fake handoff and stuff, right? And it works. And because you've got to respect Saquon, that whole side of the field is open for Daniel Jones, and he can scoot, right? So, anyway, Daniel Jones hurts his ankle. He comes out. Geno, uh, Geno Smith. Uh, Tyrod Taylor. Uh, we just talked. Uh, Tyrod Taylor comes out. Snake bit career. Tyrod Concussion. Taylor. Concussion. First thing. First play. <laughs> I'm like, oh, TT can't get right. First oh. thing. You know, in a parallel universe, Tyrod Taylor's had a great NFL career, right? Like he's good. He just can't catch a break. Anyway, not meant to be, man. Sometimes it's just not meant to be. How you feeling uh, after your ankle injury, Daniel Jones? I uh, feel good. Feel good. Uh, a little sore, but uh, all good. So, listen to trainers and doctors, and and go from there. But feeling good. It seemed like the last time you came out, you looked looked a little better than earlier on. Did you actually feel better by the end than you did when this first happened? Uh, yeah, maybe a little bit. Once I got out there, I got you know back loose again, and and uh, felt a little better. But like you said, I'm feeling good, and I'll uh, listen to the trainers and doctors, and uh, go from there. All right good that he's feeling good because Saquon was taking they were snapping the ball directly to Saquon running a wildcat I was hoping Saquon could throw because he's really who I want as my franchise quarterback right but you know it's not to be um and here's the question with Saquon should they should they consider trading him his trade value is extremely high right now anyone that's missing dynamism out of the backfield that thinks they can win a Super Bowl they add Saquon it could be like the Rams adding Odell last year, right? Like that might be the difference maybe, for a team. Maybe, yeah. Maybe they don't want to do that though. You know, Giants? maybe they maybe they want to pay. Maybe they want to pay him, uh, you know, a deal. Maybe they want to give him a deal. You know, what 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 is that deal? Is it a three year deal? Is it a four year deal? How much money? Um, because if you think that you got something in Saquon Barkley over the next three to four years, then you go ahead and you pay him what it's worth if not you move on from him and you get value because you don't value the running back position you go get value much like you said from somebody who you know like Saquon Barkley I just feel with everything that Brian Dable has came into this season with with how he's got this team to rally around each other there's a toughness that comes along with that that if you were to trade Saquon Barkley soon right this season like it shows that you're giving up on the season essentially you know, can I tell you something, Jay? Just bring that up. I would be irrational about this in a way. I wouldn't look for uh, reasons that make sense. Here's the bottom line for me with Saquon as a Giants fan. I think Key is probably right when he, when he brought that up originally. Like, trade him now when you have value for him. And that's probably the right thing to do. I never want to pay the running back. It's not that I don't want him to get their money. It's just those contracts don't seem to work out. Um, the Giants aren't knocking on the door of a Super Bowl right now. But you know why I couldn't trade him as a Giants fan? He's who I want to watch every week. He is the Giants. Yes, he is the Giants. He's who I want to watch every week. It, it makes me feel good and proud to be a Giants fan when I see him carry the ball. But you got to make a decision on him, Max. Because the time is <sighs> running have to out. I ha- listen, either, I hate to say that. You either got to pay him. Yeah, that's what I'm doing. As a Giant. Or you trade him and get the value. So somebody else can pay him. Yep. Because Jay, I paying. know the first thing people say is, well, you can franchise him. When you franchise tag somebody, that's not a good thing. 
They don't want to be franchise tag. They want to get their money. They don't want to be used up. They don't want to be felt like they're being used up. They want to get their money. So, you know, whatever the tag number is, 12 million, whatever that number is, that's not good enough for a running back. Like Saquon Barkley. That's the point, Jay. I I know it's not smart to pay the running back. I can't help it. I would pay Saquon Barkley. I I want to watch him and root for him. I want him on the team. But it's like the highest paid players in the NFL are quarterbacks, right? Like that's who we associate teams with. You say Kansas City, Patrick Mahomes. You say the Chargers, Justin Herbert. You say the Raiders, Derek Carr, right? Quarterbacks. When you say the Giants, I'm sorry, I don't say Daniel Jones. I say Saquon Barkley. It's almost like when I say Tennessee, I say King Henry. I don't say Ryan Tannehill. Right. There's certain players that are the faces of the organization, and I think he's the representation moving forward about how the franchise wants to build the culture. Problem is when you don't point to the quarterback and you say that name, a lot of times it means you're not good enough. Right. Yeah, but you have to have something to bridge you to that quarterback. Yeah. You have somebody to bridge you to the quarterback eventually. Yeah. Yeah, no, I – like And Saquon is – you're never going to get equal value for him because he can do things really no one else can do at his he's 235 in making those kind of plays, you know? I, I, how are you going to get equal value for him? What, do you think a third-round pick is worth what he can do? I don't think it is. And yet, you're, what, are you going to get a, a first-round pick for a running back? No. So yeah, I, you, 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 here's what you do. If, I, if, I'm, if I'm the New York Giants, I'm going to pay him – Whatever I pay him, a three-year deal, four-year deal, whatever that number is, I'm going to find my quarterback, I'm going to get me some receivers, and we're going to go win a Super Bowl. Yep. I like that plan. Go. That, that's what they should be thinking. If they're not thinking that, then they're thinking in the wrong direction. You don't like what you've seen from Dan? I got to tell you, Daniel Jones, considering mm-hmm. they have very little pass protection and no receivers, to me, he's, he hasn't looked great, but he's looked pretty good, I have to admit it. And And – you know, the idea of him as a can bridge. You win, can, can you win a Super Bowl with him? Ain't that what you always try to say, Max? Oh, if you can't win a yeah. Super Bowl, the guy. He, you know what's crazy? I still can't answer the question because I haven't seen him play behind the line yet. Let me so give, give him a line years, of receivers. After four years of looking at this quarterback. I would like to move on if, if it was possible, right? <laughs> okay. but, but, I just ha- but, but just because I feel that way doesn't mean I can ignore the evidence he's providing this year, which I think is pretty good given the circumstances. But He's I know okay. See, key is saying maybe like, if you go get like, maybe yeah. if you get a dominant <clears throat> a dominant receiver, you may be able to do something. Right. Maybe. Right. But to keep Saquon Barkley, you're gonna have to make him one of the top four highest paid running backs in the game. Jay, you are a fan of many teams. Many teams. Depending on who's making you money. <clears throat> mm-hmm. But the constant for you is the Giants. Yep. That's that's your team. Yeah. But you also played in Chicago. You had Michael Jordan's locker when you were the second overall draft pick in the NBA. You have ties to that area. And you are a <laughs> Bears fan. You're also kind of a Bears insider in a way. Which team has the brighter future, the Giants? And not to mention David Tyree is your cousin. You're sort of a Giants insider too. Which has the brighter future, Giants or Bears? Which team? I would probably say that the Giants, due to management, um, I like Ryan Pohl. Um, I, I think there's a, a lot to be said about learning on the job, first year on the job, right? Um, I don't know enough about Matt Eberflus yet to see where this system is going. I do like Justin Fields. I like that foundation of what they're doing. I like David Montgomery and company. Um, but I, I like the foundation that the Giants have 
built pretty quickly, by the way, between Joe Shane and because I've also I've seen how that process we talk about all the time, how that process has worked for them in Buffalo. And I'm, I'm seeing the way the team has fought for Brian Dable and Joe Shane thus far. So I would probably lean more towards the Giants. Yeah, Key, even though Justin Fields may have more upside, mm-hmm. I agree about the Giants. Not because I'm a Giants fan, but because I look in football at GM coach, coach first. Like, who has the best coach? And I like what I'm seeing from Dayball so far, and I like what I'm seeing from Shane so far. So I, I trust the front office and coaching staff on the Giants. Small sample size, but also given what's going on in Buffalo and everything, and that's the, the, the tree that we took the fruit from, right? Yeah. I like the Giants' future better. Yeah. It's a little bit different. You got two different organizations. You got one that got a lot of cap space next year, a lot of money to spend in free agency. And then you got the Giants that kind of started building something a couple years ago but had the wrong coach leading the leading the charge. So in different situations. Jeremy Fowler, ESPN senior NFL reporter, is with us now. So, Jeremy, I know that the smart – football move would be to trade Saquon Barkley while his value's high to a real contender. I can't do it as a Giants fan. Can't do it. I love him. I like to watch him. He gives me a reason to watch on Sundays. I don't think you can get equal value for him given what everything he does. I would keep him and I would pay him. I can't help it. Am I nuts? No, because Max, you have your future quarterback. Your future franchise quarterback can take snaps under center, can run the ball, (laughs) maybe he'll throw it a little bit. I mean, this is a guy who's going to carry your offense this year. Um, And whether you can keep up this winning or not, this could be a season for the ages for a guy who's highly motivated on a contract year who two years ago was probably the best back in the league, you could argue. Um, So I think he stays. I, I would be... Pretty surprised that, you know, GM Joe Shane is aggressive in nature, but, I, you know, maybe he'll field some offers, and if there's one that they can't refuse, uh, they could move on that. But teams aren't going to be overly eager to trade major capital for a running back at the deadline. It's just not a position now that spurs a lot of action. Yeah, and, and, and the way that I look at it, Jeremy, I say, you know, take it all the way up to the deadline, see where you're at, but you also got a financial commitment that you have to make to this young man after the season. Franchise tagging him, I know first thing come to people's mind. But I can tell you as a player in the National Football League, players don't want to be franchise tag. And when you tag a guy, you right. lose a spirit in him. So do you want to, do you want to run that risk? Yeah. I'm not so sure. I love the franchise tag for that reason because you're right. It does sometimes strip the soul of a player. But then it can also be good business. We've seen it with Kirk Cousins. Uh, we've seen it with other players like Tremaine Johnson made huge money off two franchise tags and then got a big deal, and he wasn't even necessarily an elite cornerback uh, a couple years back. So it can actually work in your favor because it's one year of guaranteed money. That's the issue with Lamar Jackson and all these other guys. That's the guaranteed money. Well, at least this is one year locked in. The problem is running back franchise tag number probably wouldn't be huge, uh, so that might be prohibitive for Saquon. But um, Look, at that point, they might work an extension out because you know, he's only going on year five. His carry numbers are really not that high because he was hurt, and he's one of the most explosive backs in the league right now. Guys, that play he made yesterday when he turned what basically a sack in the backfield of the running back into, into 16 yards or whatever it was, I don't think anyone else in football yeah. can do that. The size, strength, speed, uh, you know, elusiveness, everything. I think he's the yeah. only player who could do that. Jeremy, Land- running back. Landon Collins is actually visiting the Giants today. What more can you tell us about that? Uh, yeah, I just reported this morning that uh, the former three-time Pro Bowler as a New York Giant is going to visit the team today to work out for him, to meet with him. 
Giants are looking for linebacker help. They need it in a big way uh, due to injuries. So Landon Collins could look at some other options like an A.J. Klein, a good veteran who's still out there. Uh, but I do expect the Giants to sign somebody this week before they go to London, and it could be a reunion with Collins, who, who's been on the market for a while, a really good player. Um, there have been a lot of good players that are just sort of waiting for the right opportunity right now. And they, a lot of times they have to start on a practice squad work their way back into shape onto a 53-man roster. If only they had a guy like James Bradbury, you know. Oh, Jeremy Fowler, ESPN senior writer, joining us this morning on Keyshawn, Jay Will, and Max. How surprised were you at halftime to see that the Steelers bench Mitch Trubisky yeah. in favor for Kenny Pickett? Yeah, Key, I was mildly surprised. I wasn't surprised because people around the league I spoke to, executives, scouts, like they kind of put the over-under on Pickett entering the game at four games this season, just because first-round picks play. Like, that's sort of an NFL truism right now. Unless you're Jordan Love or Trey Lance or a unique circumstance, those guys play. Uh, But at the same time, the way Mike Tomlin set things up, Trubisky took all the first-team reps dating back to April. He was named a team captain. So you're thinking, like, okay, he's going to get an extended run here. I'm not wholly convinced uh, that Trubisky won't play this week. We'll see how Mike Tomlin plays it, but uh, it, they needed a spark in this particular game, and they can always go back to Kenny Pickett later. You know, Trubisky didn't uh, he didn't play the way he wanted, and they, they couldn't hit those explosive plays. I also thought they were probably pressing too much to hit those explosive plays. He didn't necessarily make huge mistakes this year either, where the interception on Sunday wasn't his fault. Uh, so, you know, I, I wouldn't be surprised if they went back to him, at least for one game. Mm. There's, something, there's something there. Hey, um, what's the latest on Dak's injury? Yeah, so, you know, his hand is healing maybe even faster than they thought. You know, they're hoping for four weeks uh, from the surgery, and, and he's tracking really well for that. So to play against the Rams next week, you know, that uh, the stitches would have to be completely healed up, uh, dissolved for the most part. It just it would have to be a situation where he's not going to re-aggravate it and worsen it if it gets hit again. Um, so that's hardly a slam dunk for him to play. But you know, meanwhile they got Cooper Rush. Um, it, this is not a situation where they're just going to keep playing Cooper Rush if Dak Prescott's healthy. But if Dak can't go, or if it's a 50-50 call, certainly you know winning is infectious in this league. And if you got a guy who's winning for you, they wouldn't mind one more game either. Jeremy Fowler. ESPN NFL insider joining us here on Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max. Jeremy, we've been having a lot of discussion around the the NFL's concussion protocol. Uh, The league's protocol has been in the spotlight since Tua's injury on Thursday night. But Cameron Brait was allowed to re-enter last night's game before actually going into concussion protocol. Why does this keep happening? If you're showing any concuss-like symptoms, why wouldn't the NFL keep you out of that particular game? Yeah, Jay, it's, uh, I think the, these teams are faced with dozens of judgment calls every game. I really do. You know, hits that look sort of awkward, but, uh, okay, I think he's okay. I think he's not. Like, you, you, obviously, you need to err on the side of caution with those. Um, this one seemed, from what I remember watching, le- a little less blatant than the Tua issue. Because the Tua issue at hand is the gross motor instability, right, that he showed in the moment. That's supposed to be, according to the protocol, a no-go going back in the game so uh if if they're going to tweak the protocol and make it so where if a guy shows any symptoms of being wobbly you take him out of the game um that's really supposed to be how it goes now it's just that they're going to have to strengthen that argument and make sure it's ironclad uh moving forward in in an agreement between the nfl and the nflpa uh but you know the the break situation yeah should he have been uh 
you know, evaluated further? I, I don't know. We got to we got to find more out, uh, you know, from the Bucks and, and from that whole process. But I, I do think there are plays like that uh, where it, it might not look like an awful helmet to helmet hit, but you know, in scrums and piles and you know, crossing traffic between receivers. I think that happens a lot more often than we know. And so there are judgment calls being made at all times. Mm. Thank you, Jeremy Fowler, as always. Thanks, Jeremy. Thanks, guys. Appreciate it. Uh-huh. There's uh, so, you know, like everyone just assuming Dak, as soon as he's ready, he gets this. Probably right. They probably do give him the ball. I'm just saying I think that's a mistake. I wouldn't, I wouldn't mess with a team that's winning. You uh, should be happy there, Max. I'm very happy as a Giants fan. Giants are three and one. They're going to give the ball back to Dak. They'll try all kinds of fancy stuff with Dak. They'll start turning the ball over. Now all of a sudden, those that defense is not going to win as much. Oh, I love it. Um, but I'm talking about the Giants and the and the Cowboys here. When the best team in the NFC East, the Philadelphia Eagles, might also be the best team in the NFC. Period. Or the, the best team in football, right? Or the NFL, period. Does Jalen Hurts have anything left to prove? Listen to Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max live everywhere you are. Download the ESPN app. Tap the More tab on the bottom right. Scroll down and tap Live Radio. ESPN Radio, everywhere you are. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around... Different stressors, I do, you do, we all do, big, small. And when we keep them bottled up, as I sometimes have had happen in the past, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. It isn't just for those who've experienced major trauma. If you're thinking of starting therapy, Give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash unsportsmanlike today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash unsportsmanlike. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit... Your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only, exclusions apply. Keyshawn, J. Willemax on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app now on ESPNU. Click more on the lower right-hand corner of the app, scroll to live radio and Find us right there. Take us with you. We're yeah. presented by Progressive Insurance. I was just sitting here thinking about what Yates was talking about during the break when he's talking about we don't have clouds and it's not gray out here and it affects our mood. And, you know, I'm like, yeah, that's true. We have the skies are bright. And, yes, but there's other places in the world 
where it's dark and it's gray and it rains like Seattle and Portland and some of those places, and they don't act overly aggressive. Because you understand <laughs> in New York, on the eastern seaboard, do, but especially man. New York City, they got the, it in the New York population too. density, what that is, people living on top of each other. Let's get a little yeah, more but That's not what he was. He wasn't talking about that. He specifically was talking about the weather. Mm. And there's other places, because we're talking about West Coast, East Coast. There's other places in the Pacific Northwest where gloomy. it looks, you know, it's gloomy. It's, yeah. it's you know. Yeah. West they, Coast it, vibe, though. West Northern, Coast vibe. Northern California, same thing. But I don't see people overly aggressive but on you notice, any and everything. But, but, it's but a little you know, bit aggressive in San Francisco. Here's the flip. No. But he's saying Northern California. Well, right. But here's the flip of it, though. You do notice most warm weather places, people are more laid back. Whether or not you notice that in all colder weather places, they're more aggressive, you do notice that. And so I guess relatively the, 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 the northern places are compared to, like, when it's warm and sunny out, are people are a little more laid back. <laughs> it's true. Yeah, but that's not about- he, was, he was talking about specifically New York City. Yeah, but it's relative is my point. The West Coast. So, like, you could say Portland, they're not like in New York. That might be true, but it's not exactly like L.A. either. No, it's not. Nothing's like L.A. <laughs> there you go. Like L.A. Nothing like L.A. L.A. But I just, LA. I thought it was, he was just LA. telling me, you know, he, just, he was just bringing that to, to my attention. I'm like, wait a minute, man. I've been in a lot of gloomy states, and they're not, like, overly aggressive and trying to run you, mow you down if you walk across the, the streets. No, you know? Most of the aggression comes from the fact that 20 million people are living, like, within a square block of each other. That's the main Just thing. Just stay downtown or hang out uptown. You'll be fine. You don't have to go to Midtown. Midtown's where all the aggression's at. Oh, it's pretty aggressive uptown and downtown, too. Not as much downtown. Downtown ain't, ain't A little like more that. laid back? Yeah. I mean, I live downtown, so. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Um, yes, you live in that $50 million penthouse. <laughs> I wish. Shh, Key, don't tell people. Are the Eagles the best team in the NFC? That's the question. Forget about my penthouse. Are the Eagles the best team in the <laughs> – I don't live in a penthouse. Are the Eagles the best team in the NFC? Right now, they're in the penthouse in the NFC East. Am I right? All right, here's Jalen Hurts at the postgame presser on uh, the win in spite of the gloomy weather conditions, as Key would say. I'm so proud how this team played, um, how we handled the conditions outside. You got crosswinds going 20 to 30 miles per hour. Um, it's, it's in the 50s, and it's just raining sideways. Um, and we're able to be be pretty efficient in everything that we did. Um, that, that's that's a great team win. Like, See, I like him. Yeah. Oh, I like him a lot. Yeah, me too. I really do. And he wears nice suits at the press conference. Coach's son, he looks. He looks professional, exactly the way Joe Burrow's supposed to look at the quarterback spot. You know, Jalen Hurts and the Philadelphia Eagles, in my opinion, are the best team in the National Football League. Their record indicates that. Their style in which they play indicates that. I mean, there's nothing. They knock down down the pins that are in front of them, and they keep it moving. They spotted the Jacksonville Jaguars 14 points. Many of us felt like – you know, Jacksonville's turned the corner, especially with Doug Peterson. They're going to be okay. They're going to fight for their division, go to the playoffs. They took them to the woodshed after that. Yeah, Jay, I, it does seem to me like they draft, draft Josh Allen up in Buffalo because you want a guy built for the weather, right, built for the climate. Big, strong kid, can run, can throw, big arm. Hurts is kind of not – he's not Josh Allen's size, but he gives you some of the same stuff. You can win in inclement weather. Mm. You can win in nice weather. You can win through the air. You can win on the ground. 
and he's a leader, obviously. Like, they got the guy, and right now I, I, I think they are at this moment the best team top to bottom in the NFL. Well, their defense is incredible, right? There was a moment that happened the other day where he, you know, he obviously had a rushing TD, but where, you know, so many quarterbacks slide, and we talk mostly sometimes about quarterbacks who use a truck stick, right, like a Josh Allen. Well, his, his touchdown he had yesterday, he literally tried to run through the defender. And it was a moment where people wondered if it was a fumble or not, but they said the ball had crossed the plane. It, it was the way he got up to me, though. It was the way he got up and kind of stared at the crowd in that moment. It was like, yo, y'all rock with me. This is who I am. It doesn't, and I, I know he hasn't gone through major adversity yet, being the league guy for this team. But there's something innately about the way he leads, about the way he plays, that makes you believe in him. His teammates believe in him. You can't say that about other starting quarterbacks in the NFL. I think that's such a big thing, Key, that Jay just said. Like, I'm thinking about certain personality dudes, right, that the fans and teammates rally behind. And that's a huge part of it. One of the reasons I think Patrick Mahomes is number one is, to me, he looks like Aaron Rodgers, but with a little more of that, Farve excitement, you know, like a little bit more daring, and and the and the fans and the team embraces that, and to me that makes everybody overperform, right? Jalen Hurts not only is being smart with the way he's playing football, and he's got the arm and he's got the legs, the fans like him, the the his teammates love him. You can he's see got, the effect. He's got a damn personality. He's yeah. not a board. Mm-hmm. And some people are boards that play the quarterback position, and what I mean by board, I mean just stiff, just there. They don't even move. Nice and easy. That's not Jalen Hurts. You know, that's not Lamar. That's not Patrick Mahomes. That's not Aaron Rodgers. They're not boards. And so players tend to follow guys like that. Even terrific Tom has started to loosen up in his older age and not become not be a board. He was a board at times in New England. You know, and, and when you are bored, you look at a guy in the huddle, you're like, eh. even though he's winning, he ain't it doesn't excite anybody. And so I think Jalen Hurts' situation, his style of play, but also his personality. 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 It come, man, personality, it drives a lot. Let when me, people walk into something. the locker room or get into that huddle yeah, with you, me. they already feel positive about what the outcome going to be. From the locker room to the huddle, you feel good Absolutely. about the guy. I Absolutely. Th- I think about, I mentioned this a lot, people who are comfortable <clears throat> or uncomfortable in their own skin. I will give you examples. Jalen Hurts seems very comfortable in his own skin. He's up at the press conference. You ask him a question, he gives you an answer. The answer is coming from him. He doesn't have to do a whole bunch of filters because he drank the Kool-Aid a long time ago about football, right? The way he ended up growing up with a coach as a dad. So, so he tells you the right thing, and he doesn't have to think, okay, this is what I really think. Now let me filter it through the thing and tell them what I think they want to hear. That, to me, there are some guys like that. Cam Newton always felt that way to me. Mm. Alex Rodriguez in baseball felt that way to me. And, and, and it affects the way the fans and the team seems to rally behind them. To me, it seems that way. Jalen Hurts is a great example of a guy. Yup, that's a leader. He's comfortable with who he is. He doesn't have to run everything through a whole bunch of filters. He's already internalized all the important lessons, can spit them right out for you because that's who he is. Even that moment post-game where he embraced Doug Peterson, right, considering everything they've been through together too, it was like – you just the way he leads, man. The way he communicates, the way he plays, though, too. Mm-hmm. Like he's willing to put his body on the line for what it matters, and that your teammates follow that, man. They they follow that type of leadership. 
Mm-hmm. I felt that Aaron Rodgers for years, I think he's more so now, but early on I thought he doesn't feel comfortable to me. It feels like when he's answering questions, he's thinking about the response and how it'll be received and all this stuff, as opposed to someone even like Favre, who, by the way, has been exposed you know, post-career um, <laughs> for something that you, you know, that for some ugly, nice ugly stuff. Well, I mean, could, come on. Can't help yourself, man. But, well, I mean, I'm telling you, I'm not, it's not that I can't help myself. I'm telling the truth. But, but I didn't say you were. It's just funny. But Favre, came, but Favre came off during his career at times. Like, he's just like, you ask him a question, he'll give you an answer, whatever. And people like that. He didn't feel like, wait, how am I going to answer this? And how are they going to think about me if I sit? Anyway, Jalen Hurts have anything left to prove key? Yes or no? No, nothing to prove it. That, that to me, has been over with for a while. I think people want it to be something more than what it is because they hold a certain package of picks like they did in this past draft. They got more picks in this year's draft coming into the season, although despite taking his team to the playoffs in the first year as a starter, many quarterbacks hadn't done that, right, as first-year starters. They didn't do it as first year. Uh, Josh Allen certainly didn't do it as a first year starter. Justin Herbert hadn't done it as a first year, second year starter. Still trying to figure out how to get out of his own way at times. I can point to many quarterbacks, but they never faced this scrutiny about, well, you know, let's see if he could do this and do that. I think he's proven to people a lot here over the last year and a half as a starting quarterback in the National Football League, and yep. I think Howie Roseman. Uh, is probably sitting back in Philadelphia saying, okay, how can we get him more help on the defensive side of the ball? How can we get him more help on the offensive side of the ball so we can continue to advance for the next 10 years? And how can we get him locked up to where it doesn't break the bank? Maybe well, do it right now. Well, uh, they gotta wait. I think they I think they got to wait to the offseason. Yeah, but I understand what you're yeah, saying. Yeah, but right wait. now, meaning, yeah. Like, yeah, they got to wait, and they'll get it done. And it'll be very costly, but it won't be as costly unless – they win the Super Bowl. He wins the MVP. Oh. Now you got the Lamar Jackson argument. Yeah. If he wins the MVP. And if he wins the Super Bowl and the MVP, it's a wrap. you got Patrick Mahomes' argument. From, from the April 4th trade, by the way, in addition to everything they got, the Eagles have the Saints' first-round pick, which was thought to not be a good one, but turns out right now it would be the fourth overall pick in the draft. Mm. The rich get richer. How was – how big was Buffalo's win over Baltimore, guys? What does it say about the Bills moving forward? From your radio to your smart speaker and phone. Now playing ESPN Radio. Or watch on ESPN2. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max. Live weekday morning starting at 6 Eastern on ESPN Radio. And on ESPN2. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.
All right, Key, you got a bone to pick with something? No, I don't have a bone to, Alan uh, Yates has more, a bone to pick. It's more oh, Alan Yates have oh. a bone to pick, and then I just jumped on his back and, and was riding a wave because I kind of agree with him. Well, speaking of uh, East Coast people being overly aggressive at times, here's our very own Alan Yates, who uh, some things just annoy Yates. What, what's this, Yates? Nah, man, so I'm sitting here, you know, mid-show. I look up, and I see uh, Josh McDaniels, and he, you know, celebrating first win, whoop de doo But he got a visor on, Max. <laughs> and my whole thing is – why you got the visor ruined at all? Like, you're not really protecting nothing. You indoors. First of all, second of all, <laughs> take point. the visor off. Man, you're not doing taxes. You're not crunching you're numbers. You're not doing taxes. Like, I need to see my coach fully covered and protected. Your head open. You know what a visor's like? It's like the nerd sunglasses, right? Where you're like, what are you doing with those sunglasses no, on the visor. Ooh, the visor is for the smart offensive coordinator. I call plays. Look at me. I the enemy should put a visor on. I'll get a job as a head coach. You know Jeez. that would be true. But but you look at you go to um, Sean Payton wore a visor. John Gruden wore a visor. Sean, I think Sean McVay at times wears visor. Uh, Matt Lafleur visor. All these dudes are visor guys, and and they're they're smart. They're calling. They're dialing up plays. Doug look P. at me. Who? Who else? Peterson. He got. He D- Doug visor Peterson, too. visor guy. Wonder kid. Yeah, I'm the visor. Just look at him. All of them are visor guys. It's like, come on, man. Yeah, like I'm not a visor boy at all, and I just don't. I just don't. I don't. I don't like it. I don't want to see that joint. Yo, put your hat on with the top on the top. I used to rock the visor back in the day, but see, I would turn it around backwards. So backwards the, the visor. Yeah, because the 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 um, upside the, down the, backwards. The, the like strap Chris portion of it. The strap portion was like a headband. Mm-hmm. It was the it was the head. They kind of had like a headband deal on the back part. So I just would turn it around and wear wear backwards. But that Jay, was more I'll be real. the look on the East Coast. I never I never have worn a visor one time in my life. Straight Ever. nerd move. Hey, listen, like hey Jay, you know <laughs> this might be before your time, before Yates' time. Key, you remember that? Uh, I think it was Looney Tunes cartoon where they had the chicken hawk, and he's trying to he's trying to uh, get uh, who's the rooster? What's the rooster called? Everyone knows his name. No one knew his name back in the day. Yeah, Dark Foghorn King. Leghorn, right? Oh, and okay. and and the little nerd chicken guy, chicken hawk yeah, kid, yeah, yeah, is yeah, figuring yeah. out. Yeah. That's like the visor guy, right? He's figuring yeah. out the formula, and this way it's gonna right. That's what it reminds Belichick me. every now and then drops a visor on. I think, All smart people. I think you're right, Jay. East Coast folk, we don't do the visor. No, like, we even don't do it. even Will Smith went over to the West Coast and put on his his jacket in and inside out because you know it's not we're not wearing the normal stuff, man. No, I'm not. Yo, I'm West not Coast that. folk. This looks yuck to me. It's gray outdoors. It looks visor. yuck to me. Visors are gray. You ever think I got to put on a visor? Today? Listen to Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max live everywhere you are. Download the ESPN app. Tap the More tab on the bottom right. Scroll down and tap Live Radio. ESPN Radio. Everywhere you are. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric e-bikes today. The number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus, electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. 
See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C ebikes.com. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day, but sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. The Buffalo Bills championship hopes have taken a bit of a hit because of some of these injuries. I don't know that it's going to be any easier with them facing Lamar Jackson and the Baltimore Ravens. Lamar's a tremendous player. He's an elite player. They can, as an offense, put up points in a hurry. We play better off adversity. We just got to keep going, though, because long season ahead of us. Keyshawn J. Willemax, ESPN Radio, ESPN app. Click more. Lower right-hand corner of the app. Scroll down to listen live, and you can take us with you wherever you go. Not tethered to the car, the radio, nothing. Hey, uh, Key J. Yes, that would be me. So we, we've been talking a lot on this show, earlier in the show, especially about Lamar Jackson against Josh Allen and the Bills, the Ravens-Bills. We haven't really taken it from the Buffalo side very much yet. You know, the Eagles are now, people are feeling about them, how we were feeling about Buffalo a couple weeks ago. But still, they showed a lot of resolve, I think, to, to come back in that game against Baltimore when it looked like they were getting fried early in the game. Where are you with, Buff- with Buffalo right now, Key? Like, going forward, how, how good do you think they are? I still think they're a good football team. they got to sure up their back in and the secondary, get healthy back there. Um, you know, still continue to do the things that they can do, figure out how to <clears throat> get other receivers involved other than Stephon Diggs, start to involve the tight end and Knox. But I think they're, they're right there in the top three teams in the AFC Conference for sure. No question about it. They're just doing it in the second half of football games opposed to in the first like they did against the Tennessee Titans. So I think their defense made some plays yesterday down the stretch. I, I really have to give it to him, though. And that's why I thought it was – I thought he kind of regained a little bit of an advantage in the MVP conversation along with Jalen Hurts. I, I know Patrick Mahomes and Lamar Jackson, all these four are in the conversation. But single-handedly, man, it's like watching the way Josh Allen got them back involved in the game. Like watching how he took it upon himself. Like that, the way they scored before the half – he drove the ball all the way down the entire length of the field. And Key talks a lot about conditions and weather. And I know up in Buffalo, but it continued to play through them, right? I know he has more of that up in Buffalo, even though this game was in Baltimore. But com- playing through those and making plays and keeping things on the ground. I mean, led his team in rushes, led his team in passing yards once again. I mean, he just he gets the job done, man. He gets it done at a very high level. He does. I mean, I think the <clears throat> on this show we, we've had a little bit, I think – Key and me, a little Josh Allen backlash only because the hype train was on him to start the season. It's not that everyone's not very high. Josh Allen's a great player. Let me just say, he's great. You, you can't ask for a stronger arm. I, I would say he probably has the strongest arm in history among quarterbacks who could really play. He also is legit fast, athletic. He looks athletic. You when know, he there runs wasn't, too. hey, 
You huh. know, there was a guy named John Elway. Uh, I, I get it, but I that's what I'm saying, Key. I'm saying, like, I think I would even take his, like, pure throwing. It might be Josh Allen. Josh Allen. Okay, go ahead. I, just, I don't want I, to be I know real. what you, you mean. Yes, that's the conversation among quarterbacks who really play. John Elway is up there, too, but he's in that conversation. And once you're in it, you might win it. Unless There's you're another guy that sure. was down south that were 13 and Orm was crazy strong, too. No question. But I'm but just saying. Once, uh, you, are you definitively telling me they had stronger arms than Josh Allen? Man, Johnny Oway? Definitively, a stronger arm than Josh Allen. I'm not going to say definitively. Right, no, I'm not going to say that because I I can only see Josh's arm. I never played with Josh. I played with John. So you caught the ball. And that, yeah. yeah, that thing's different. Yeah, yeah. You know, fingers get sometimes broken up and twisted a certain way when you so, mess around with dudes like that. I, I hear you. I hear you. I'm just saying it, he might be because – you can't say definitively anyone has a stroke. And, and, and considering how he's developed, that takes real, not only fortune in terms of how the situation you're put in, they get you Stefan Diggs, they get you everything you need, but also your own character to keep pushing and keep getting better. So I get all that. I but know key, one thing he does do huh? for his size is he moves around pretty he damn well. Man. He can move. But, but Key, there was a little hype, I felt, that was jumping him ahead of Patrick Mahomes that I resented a little bit because – it's like, wait a minute. But that's not Mahomes, his fault. It's not his fault. That's I don't. Not him. I, I, well, nothing against what Josh the, Allen. What the nothing. public sentiment is is not on the player. It's 100%. what the public sentiment is. But still, it's ca- it can cause a little bit of a backlash. Like if you want someone to go against your point, hyperbole. Be, be hyperbolic. You know, speak speak an exag- speak an exaggeration. If in fact this is a good technique, if you want someone to root against a player, like your sports enemy, your father, your brother, your sister, whoever it is that you argue with sports about, someone on the show, start exaggerating someone's good qualities that they like, and they'll start naturally pushing back. Well, wait a minute. Well, you might as well not listen to Sports Talk Radio then. Right. That's on every sh- <laughs> but, I, but But I do think there was – so the Bills are excellent top to bottom. Josh Allen's a great, great player. They did what they needed to do for me, which was opening day, go out to Los Angeles and beat the Super Bowl Whoa. champions on the road in their stadium when they're getting the rings and they're dropping the banner and they're doing all that. That, to me, was a, a answering the bell because prior to that, they really hadn't given you – Josh Allen hadn't given you a signature moment. He's giving you, oh, my God, oh, God, he's battling Patrick Mahomes back and forth. I can't believe this. But he's never finished it. So going into Los Angeles and finishing it, he passes one test. Now there's another test to pass, right? Who's he going to play the – Ah, well, they lost to Miami. He missed that one. Now it's like, okay, what he got? He's going out to Baltimore. It's going to be tough. He's going to be rain. It's that and the other. He got to pass the test. Well, he passes another test. He's yet to get to the final. You know, there's tests along the way throughout the semester. And he's passing the test along the way throughout the semester. The first half of the Baltimore Ravens game, he had to retake the test in the second half. Eventually, he passed it. So now you move on to the next one, and then the next one, and then the next one before he actually gets to the final. And once he gets to the final test, let's see if he aces it. I think uh, that's right. I also think that until – I don't want to say this about Josh Allen, guys, because it's not exactly true – it, there's almost, it feels like you know something. nothing good ever happens for that guy type thing. It's hard to say that because he's so much talent, so much development, such a good situation. It just feels like they come up against the Chiefs like last year. They do everything right. They still come away well, with a loss. That's the way it's been thus far. It, it feels it's, like – It's like the Bulls game by the Pistons to in, a degree. Until, 
well, if you consider him, my, see, well, that's I'm not, I'm not. No, 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 no. It's that I don't. I don't think you have to translate it to if I consider him but, Michael Jordan. But, I, but you just why did you about, even bring up the NBA though, Jay? Because it was more about why the, did you do that? Because it was easy. Getting it, over it was the a hump. simple analogy. Getting over the hump. But I, I think it depends on <laughs> Max just starts running away with whose it, story do you think it is? And the NF, the story of the NFL to me, it's Patrick Mahomes' league. It's his story. And, and it felt like the narrative in the media shifted very quickly to it's Josh Allen's story. Not yet. Not yet. I, I, don't, beat I don't think it's Patrick Mahomes' league because it moves week to week depending on when they're playing and who's watching. But Mahomes always there, Key. He's always in the championship well, game. Uh, Aaron Rodgers is always there, too. No, he's not always in the championship game. Yeah, no, but he's, he's always there. And No, he is always in the championship game. Every single year he's been in the NFC championship game. What do you mean? No, it's what? Every literally every year of Pat Past Mahomes' career. Years. Literally. He's, his career is four years old. Yeah. He's in the championship but, game but, every year. But Aaron Rodgers is in that championship every year too now. Let's let let's let's talk about Mahomes coming up. Keyshawn, J. Willemax, ESPN Radio, Sirius XM Channel 80, and the ESPN app back. He's Michael this. Jordan. From your radio to your smart speaker and phone. Now playing ESPN Radio. Or watch on ESPN two. Keyshawn, J. Will and Max. Live weekday morning starting at 6 Eastern on ESPN Radio and on ESPN2. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric E-Bikes today, the number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, Electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus! Electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome, so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-B-I-K-S dot com. 